the text for the sermon is taken from the epistle. Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. What a wonderful season we are now experiencing in the liturgical year. When we have all of these wonderful feasts together in a flurry of activity. And especially this year, where we had uh, the vigil, followed right by uh, the nativity, followed right here on Sunday for St. Stephen, and then tomorrow and the next day, all kind of packed together in this weekend. It's quite a scene, quite a sight. And on, on the one hand, we're celebrating certain events in the life of Christ, such as uh, the nativity. But then coming soon is flight from Herod, his circumcision, and then the, the visitation of the three kings. All of these feasts of our Lord identify and then certify Christ's humanity, then His divinity, and then His mission from the Father and their love for their creation. And then on the other hand, we're also celebrating certain saints of the church, such as last week with St. Thomas, today with St. Stephen, tomorrow with St. John. You see, these prayer book feasts of the saints they celebrate the heroes and heroines of the church who grasped the identity of our Lord and then turned that love of Christ into their whole purpose of life. We don't know, actually, why St. Stephen's Day falls on the 26th of December. And originally, it was observed outside of the 12 days of Christmas. Likewise with the Feast of St. John. Many calendars, though, of the early church filled the days with after Christmas with feast days of the great apostles. And so John was put on the 27th to mark his, uh, his importance uh, to the witness of Jesus Christ. And over time, these two feasts of St. Stephen and St. John were woven together into the narrative of the Nativity. And today... I want to add just a couple of remarks about both of these saints to help us meditate upon the nativity, to help us learn from the importance of what we were worshiping yesterday. So in Advent, in Advent we were focusing on God becoming man. And now, during the 12 days of Christmas, with the celebration of the feast of St. Stephen and St. John, we are focusing on man becoming God. We've seen that Christ has descended. He was born in a manger. And now we learn, through St. Stephen and St. John, the ascent of man back to God. But what do we mean by that? By man becoming divine? Of course, I don't mean that we actually become Almighty God or that we replace God or that somehow we're on the equal uh, standing with God Almighty. Now, it's ridiculous because we're finite. We're created. We're created by Him. And so when I see, say that this season of Christmas focuses on man becoming God, I mean that we truly become God's adopted sons and daughters. So when the second person of the Trinity became incarnate, meaning when He took on flesh, He joined His divinity with our humanity. And therefore, when we join with Christ, our humanity becomes joined with His 
which is unified with His divinity. And therefore, as humans, we get to enjoy the divine life. We get to participate in the divine life, which means that we get to enjoy divine truth and divine love. Now, we say this a lot, that we participate in the divine life. But I want to use St. Stephen and St. John specifically to show what does this mean? What does it actually look like in our lives? Well, St. Stephen, he was murdered. He was murdered because he actually defended the hypostatic union, which is that Jesus Christ was fully man and fully God. That's the union of pure humanity and divinity together. Both natures were then united in his person. Now, Stephen didn't know that term, but because he held to the truth that Jesus was God, he then lived out his, that truth in a certain way. You see, the ruling and zealous Jews in Jerusalem, at that time, they denied that Jesus was the Son of God. And they especially denied that He ascended in His body and sat down at the right hand of God. It was ridiculous to them. So when St. Stephen stands up and he boldly teaches the truth of our faith, he only receives suffering as a result. But his suffering, and here, this is what's important. This is, what, this is uh, what it means to live out in a divine truth. So listen to this. His suffering was turned into glory in a way beyond human imagination, beyond natural human capability. Despite being stoned, St. Stephen prays for his enemies just as Jesus prayed for his enemies at his crucifixion. You see, that's divine love pouring out of the truth that Christ is truly man and truly God. St. Stephen, even during his stoning, participated in that divine love. And he was helped by Jesus at that time because Stephen was part of Christ's body. It's what our colic says. Grant, O Lord, that in all of our sufferings here upon earth for the testimony of Thy truth, we may steadfastly look up to heaven and by faith behold the glory that shall be revealed. And being filled with the Holy Ghost, may learn to love and bless our persecutors by the example of Thy first martyr, St. Stephen, who prayed for his murderers. You see, St. Stephen, he was able to join that divine love because he was truly joined to divinity at his baptism. That's an extreme example. And many of us are not going to be stoned to death, at least not soon, I don't think. So let's turn to St. John, who in a quieter life, and for a quieter example, might give for us a more accurate vision of what this would look like in our own lives. We'll talk about divine love. St. John. This is the Apostle who was especially close to Jesus while He walked on earth. Who laid His head on Jesus' breast at the Last Supper. Who was entrusted to take care of Jesus' mother. And who revealed to us the true divinity of Jesus in clear light in His Gospel. Because John understood this truth of Jesus, he also lived out his life in a certain way. And he did receive persecution like Stephen. 
He wasn't martyred, but he was pushed out from his hometown. He was exiled to this tiny little island in the middle of the Mediterranean called Patmos. And that's where he probably wrote his epistles, the Revelation, and his Gospel. In iconography, the four Gospels are always displayed, or the four Gospel writers are displayed by four animals. And you can actually see this on the four corners of the globe where Christ is sitting. You will see four creatures holding red books. On the top right is St. John, who is always portrayed as an eagle. And I love that portrayal of John because his writing, like an eagle, soars into the heavenly realm. And not just literally with his visions, but also with his own comprehension of divine truth and love. As Stephen provided us a great example during persecution, John provides us with the encouragement to walk in divine life, divine light even now. Even when we might not be facing physical persecution. John wrote in his first epistle, These things we write unto you that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of Him and declare unto you that God is light. In Him is no darkness at all. And if we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie. We do not have the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Notice that John urges his readers to walk in the light as God is in the light. Meaning that we are to take on those divine attributes now. And as we're joined to Christ and are cleansed and freed from our sin, then we can walk as Christ walks. That's the beauty of our life. That's what it means when we say that man becomes God. Jesus Christ became man, was born in a manger, laid in a feed trough, so that we who were desperately lost and wounded by sin might live like Him. So let us join St. Stephen and St. John. And this Christmas, give back to Jesus what He desires most. That's your own life. In the hymn that we sang in the procession uh, that was written by Martin Luther, listen what he says in verse 6. Ah, dearest Jesus, be Thou my guest. Soft be the bed where Thou wilt rest. A little shrine within my heart that Thou and I may never part. You may prepare your own life to welcome in Jesus because He is welcoming you. Did you hear what He said in the Gospel today? That He wishes like a mother hen to gather up her chicks. That is the love. That is the desire that Christ has for you to bring you in to His comfort, to His life, and to His love. So prepare your soul. And like John and Stephen, give your life to Jesus completely and then let His divine love live in you. It is a life of freedom. It is a life of love. And then may we also live day to day with Christ as our vision and say with Stephen, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. 
Amen.